Welcome to the CAMCast. The CAM Project is the take action nonprofit organization to inspire, influence, and impact kids and teens worldwide. Your CAMCast host interviews older teens, parents, mentors, and specialists, providing tips, advice, education, inspiration, and a supportive community to kid and teen entrepreneurs. Introducing owner of Actionista Live and co founder of the CAM Project, your host, Samara Beth Hurley. Hello, hello, everybody. It's another beautiful day coming in from Scottsdale, Arizona. And it's another episode of CamCast. I'm Samara Hurley, and I'm so thrilled to be here today to bring you yet another important guest. This guest is CEO of Boss Class and Journey Untold. She's an award-winning, best-selling author self-made millionaire and influencer successfully selling on Amazon for 16 years. So she knows consistency and entrepreneurship. And she also is going to tell us a little bit about mental health and the barriers that she had with her daughter growing up as well. So we definitely had that in common when we first met on Clubhouse. Welcome to our show to CanCast, Yasin Hall. Hello. 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 Thank you for having me. I'm honored. And hello to all your listeners. I hope everyone is staying safe and enjoying this beautiful month of May. She's saying safe because if you're listening to this and it's 2024, we're here in 2021 and COVID is still in our everyday life. However, we are getting vaccinated. Have you been vaccinated? I think I'm going tomorrow. I think my first shot is tomorrow. Oh, there you go. So you'll have to let us know how you uh, come through with that. So I want to hear a little bit about your your programs and your LLC. So tell me a little bit about BOSS. What does BOSS stand for? BOSS is an acronym for Built on Self-Motivated Success. Okay. And then Journey Untold, how does that connect with BOSS? Is that, that's a separate company. That's how this journey began because I told my journey about my mom being a paranoid schizophrenic and what it felt like to be a daughter. And I penned my experience into my first book, which is an Amazon best-selling book. Um, it's been on the best-selling list for the past six years now. Woo-woo-woo! Yes, my journey of surviving a violent, paranoid, schizophrenic mother who has tried to kill me multiple times. But God, I am here. So my journey started by me telling my journey, which is Journey Untold, which led to, I just kept walking in faith, which led to Boss Class LLC which is an online university that I created to teach entrepreneurs how to sell on Amazon like a boss. You say all this with a smile and a giggle. I'm pretty confident that it wasn't always like this. So let's go back to your childhood because I really, obviously, from what you've been doing, you've been through a great deal and you had a challenging upbringing as a child. So let's kind of go back and start there because I know for a fact from getting to know you better, that that has molded you into the amazing female boss woman that you are today and as a parent. So let's go back a little bit and talk about what it was like for you growing up and how things unfolded to where you are today. Well, it started as a youth. If you think of a youthful life, you think of children playing on the playground, riding bikes, hanging out with family members. My childhood did not look anything like that. As a matter of fact, I didn't have many friends at all, if any. I didn't spend much time outside. 
I spent a lot of time in church or in my home in a very mentally toxic environment, not knowing which personality of the seven of my mother's personality would show up. I was bullied for 15 years of my life for no other reason than the fact that my mom was different from other moms and they didn't understand that. The term paranoid schizophrenic and mental health disorders was not used at the time. She was triggered as demonic or just crazy. And that was that. And because I was her daughter, I was labeled the same way, even though I showed absolutely no symptoms at all. So my childhood was spent very confused and not understanding what was going on. And when I was told what was wrong with her, they just said she was sick. And in a child's point of mind, a point of view, when you tell a child that their mother is sick, you're thinking a cold, something you know medically wrong. And you're thinking, well, okay, well, get her some medication and fix this because this isn't happiness for me. You know, at the age of 12 was my defining moment of losing a mother and determining the type of mother that I will no longer be if I had children. At the age of 12, my mother kind of kidnapped me, um, physically kidnapped me through a tug of war fight between her and my grandmother. I'm in the middle uh, with her ultimately winning the tug of war by pulling my hair and dragging me up the hill. And so a literal tug of war. Oh my God. of war. Yes. Um, with me crying in the middle. And the more I cried, the more she hit me. I could not understand what triggered this. I mean, even in her weirdest times growing up, prior to that, she showed sadness. She showed um, odd behavior. She would talk to herself, have full-blown conversations with herself. She even made up her own language and nobody else understood it. Even in that weirdest time, I've never seen my mother the way that day. It scared me to where I knew I was going to die that day. And my grandmother knew too, as I left the house, my last visual is seeing my grandmother drop to her knees praying, praying to God not to kill that child. So we knew, we knew that her ulterior motive that day was going to be to kill me. And take me where, I don't know. I don't know where she was going to take me. And we got on the bus. And luckily at that time, the bus had a rest stop. And that this rest stop happened to be McDonald's. And I told her alliance that I needed to use the restroom. Not knowing my intent, I was just either help or get away someplace public to do something. You know, that's what I was thinking. And um, she followed me into the bathroom. And not only into the bathroom, she followed me into the stall itself. She was that protective. I couldn't get away. And something told me as I was walking out of McDonald's to drop my shoe. And I left one of my shoes behind. And we got back on the bus and I waited till she was seated and then told her that I dropped my shoe. And she was so, ang she was angered to another level and provoked that she said, go and get it. I found it in that moment. And all my mind said to do was as soon as you get off this bus, you seen run, you run. And I ran as fast as I could, and I was passing people. And as, as I'm looking back, she was knocking people to the ground. She had the strength, yes. She was determined that I was going to be the, tar the target, and she was not going to let anybody. And I'm talking grown men. Grown men are trying to hold this lady down, and she is knocking them over like bowling pins. 
And at that point, you know, she's screaming behind me, telling me, grab that child. She's telling other people to grab that child because she's going to kill me. And I'm thinking in my young 12-year-old mind, what on earth did I do? Your mom is supposed to protect you. Your mother is supposed to fight for you. She's supposed to guard you. Why am I, why God, why is this happening to me? And in that moment, I said, God, if you get me through this, I promise I'll be good. Because in my mind, I thought this was my fault. Because I couldn't understand what I did in this day that disturbed her so badly to get to this point, not realizing I, I later realized what it was, but at that moment, I thought it was me. And luckily, at that moment, some men in a painter's truck pulled over and pulled me by the back of my collar and brought me into the truck and saved me that day. You were so scared of your mother so, that you allowed two strangers to pull you into a truck and take you away. That's how bad it was. Yes. Justine, yeah. oh my gosh, honey. It's so heartbreaking to hear these things and there's never any words because it's, it's happened so long ago and you've obviously grown stronger because of it, but you were a strong child too. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. So was she arrested and institutionalized? And, and where did these, where did these painters take you? I need to know. I have to know everything now. The island is so small. She, they literally, where was this? That's in the Virgin Islands, St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. Yep, I've been there. Three by five. It's only so far that you can take somebody. The painter's truck happened to be less than a half a mile. The company actually happened to be less than a half a mile around the corner. And they brought me in. Anything that I could change in my life, it would be that I wish they had taken me to the back room. And instead, they left me in the front, which had a glass window. So I saw everything. Right. I saw her pull up. I saw the police come up. She was even fighting the police. She was just in a manic state. It was just the most gut-wrenching thing that any child, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that moment. Of, I, I remember putting my head to the window and crying and just asking her mom, please stop, just stop, you know? And um, my last visual of her in her, what I call her sanest mind, because after that, she never returned back to the mother that I knew, even in her other weirdest times, you know? was her being tackled to the floor and then wrapped in a white gauze with zipper, which is a straight jacket. But at the time, I didn't know what that was. It looked like a vest with zippers from my point of view in the book. And then picked up like you're hanging and thrown into the back of a van. That's my last visual of her in that saint in that mentality. And then because of the laws in the Virgin Islands at that time, she was allowed to come back home the next day. So we had no downtime, none. We didn't have a time to put the pieces together. We did not have a time to breathe. We did not have a time for me to heal or cope. And when she came back, her new reality, I did not exist. In her new reality, she did not have a child even though we still lived in the same house and slept on the same bed, I was invisible to my mother now. So confused is an understatement. Wow. So you didn't even have time to process. And then what happened to your grandmother? Was your grandmother there to help? Was there government, anyone who could help? She was there. My grandmother is a Christian and have always turned to God for guidance. And 
by the grace of God is the only thing I can tell you how we survived mm -hmm. the rest of my years living with my mother by the grace of God. We just had to trust God and believe that she won't do it again. It kept you with your mother, even with everything that was going on. Yes. My grandmother did have to fight the custody for full for guardianship. And my uncle also had guardianship of me. Uh -huh. But even though my mom had nowhere else to go, there was no mental health facility. There's still no mental health facilities on the island. It's either the street or with family members. Oh. And my grandmother loved her daughter so much, she would not put her daughter in the street. And at that time, my mom was the only woman in that era to walk the street. All the other men that had mental health disorders were men. Right. She was the only woman. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be safe for her either out there. Right. I mean, my goodness, this is the first time I'm hearing a story like this. You think you've heard it all because I really have heard a lot of stories that are so just, they're unreal. I mean, obviously you're a movie and I know you've written books as well. So, so how did you end up in the United States? In the U.S. at the age of 23, escaping a domestic violence situation with my second son's father. It wasn't enough that you were raised in that environment. You also married into it. I'm sorry. You had a very difficult upbringing. Then you married. You had a son, right? And then now I just saw your daughter pop in from the background there. So you have a daughter. <laughs> I actually have three sons and my the daughter is the youngest. Yes. Okay. So tell me about the other two boys. So is this from a different husband? Yes. Okay. So I was married once. I was engaged to the second one with the domestic violence. I was okay. You got out just in time, it sounds like. Oh, just in time. Good for you. When you can't escape domestic violence on an island where everyone knows. Yes. And that is a whole nother podcast episode right there. I know. So tell me about your next relationship and raising your kids. So obviously, you either become your parent or you do the opposite of your parent. I became the complete opposite. And my will to be a better mother and do the best I can by my children and give my children a youth that I was deprived of. So I have the pleasure of, although I did not have a youthful life, I gave my children a youthful life that they will always remember. Amazing. And see, they're that much better off because of it. And they have you. Do they ever ask about their grandmother? The oldest one knew. The other three have never met her. And she passed away in, from breast cancer in 2010. Wow. And she stayed in Virgin Islands? Yes. It would have been so different if you were in the U.S. at the time. Yeah. And that part is... She could have gotten the help. Yeah. It's sad. Although the help that... And this is uh, definitely touched upon in a podcast episode that I did uh, with Jason from the Oddball Foundation is that he is has bipolar and like the whole thing with institutionalized and drugging people versus really helping them and finding, getting down to the bottom with why they are what they are. And I'm hoping that all of our countries are going more in that direction because mental health is such a horrible, common thing, especially now with COVID, people are more suicidal, depressed. I'm sure multiple personalities are coming out just from the situation in some ways, I think, but I'm not a doctor. So I am definitely not going to talk about that. Yeah. And you've become so strong. And I love that you have this energy and strength. So you wrote a book. Yeah, two How many books do you have right now? Two? Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Were you in business for Amazon and selling things through Amazon before you wrote the books or was that part of your segue, your gateway into Amazon? I was already selling books on Amazon in the late 1990s as a little hobby. And I would go to thrift stores and get items from thrift stores and garage sales and sell on and things like that on Amazon. Not really diving in the way that I have now in the past 13 years. So I want to hear about that because if somebody wants to, especially, you know, this is obviously CamCast, which is Kid Action Makers. We're helping kids and teens become entrepreneurs. And there are, you know, I have, you know, a son who is on the spectrum and they have so many kids with dyslexia and autism and debilitating anxiety disorders at his school. The only jobs they're getting right now are bagging groceries, unless they have vocational services really moving them out. They're able to get into a four-year college or some go to community college, some go to trade schools with all of that, although more of them go to trade schools and community colleges because it's a smaller classroom and more, you know, focus, less overwhelming, which I find nothing wrong with. I think that if that's what works for them, it's a positive thing. So we're looking at that, you know, as a consideration for Gavin as well. With all of that, what kind of tips and ideas can you provide the teens here? And I believe they have to be over 18 to sell on Amazon. I would say you can't bring your business under your name under the age of 18 and have an established business and open that. Okay. So you can be 15 and 18 with parental consent and then open your store using a EIN and business license. Okay. So you see there are opportunities for you. So that's amazing to all those uh, teens and parents who are listening. And for those of us who, you know, I'm an event planner. My last big event was March 6, 2020. I will say it loud and clear. That was a big fundraising gala that I produced um, in Arizona. And I had just moved from Canada, December 2019, at the end of the month. So it was definitely a challenging transitional period for us as well. And for those who there's COVID was like the year of 2020, 2021 were the year of years of the side hustle. So people were trying to figure out what am I going to do to make money? How am I going to make ends meet? How am I going to put food on the table? How am I going to pay the utility bills, my rent, my mortgage? I mean, it's just awful. Yeah. So Yasin, please enlighten us, teach us what is the best way to go about it? Uh, what are some tips? Give us some trade secrets. But first, I want to go just a little bit into how I began to start teaching the classes online, because I think that's a pivotal part of how Boss Class LLC got started. Love it. So before then, it was no Boss Class LLC. I was just individually selling on Amazon. And my children and my kids are were my built-in packers and my built-in email and answered my emails. They helped me run the business. You know, I was now divorced and had the children at home. So now it became a home-based business where the children were helping me. And to understand the dynamics of my children, my oldest son is bipolar. My second son is living successfully with depression. And my last two children are autistic on two different spectrums. So corporate job was not in my sight, could not be at all. I had to be a stay-at-home volunteer mom on call 24 hours a day. (laughs) So that was not an option for me to work outside. Lo and behold, Amazon had sent me an invitation to start selling in different sections now because I was already selling in books and other and trinkets area. They sent me an invitation and approval to sell in different other categories. 
And I was like, I, I felt like in that moment, I was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for sending this opportunity because child support was not enough. It was just not enough for the dynamics of the children. So when the family business actually had hit $1.5 million in product sales. Okay, everybody just stop, 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 stop. <laughs> stop. Okay, you divorced the husband yeah. and have your family working yeah. with you to grow a business selling trinkets and books from a, from garage sales and flea markets. And then all while raising four kids under your roof, you had full custody, Mm -hmm. full custody, one son with bipolar, second son with depression and two other kids on the spectrum, autism spectrum. And you made how much money? 1.5 million. $1.5 $1.5 million in how much time? Um, a year and a half. In a year and a half. Okay. So for those of you, and I'm sorry to be controversial, but for those of you who are taking unemployment from the government because of COVID and are not working because you make more money sitting on the couch and you don't want to go back to work, just know that you're going to have a really hard time getting a job when you actually do decide to go back to work. There are opportunities for you, which are becoming an, what's the title? Amazon seller, a boss, Amazon, seller, a boss, Amazon seller with Yasin. Cause she's obviously a goddess <laughs> and she can help you create the business that would work for you. Because if you enjoy, if you're an introvert, or you have special needs, or you have challenges in depression, especially coming about with COVID or excelling, or maybe your marriages um, didn't survive all the things that have happened to all of us in the last two years. So if that's you, this is a great opportunity for you. And I love that there are opportunities for everyone, for the single parent, for the kid who is in high school or going into college, that they're able to do this. So Yasin, Tell me more because I know everybody's on the edge of their seat right now. They want to hear all about it. <laughs> well, I decided, actually, made back of one. I went to one of my daughter's IEP meetings, and this is after she had gotten the evaluation by the psychologist, the psychiatrist, and the speech pathologist. That so I'm going to just clarify IEP meeting. Yeah. So that is for. We have that as well for Gavin. So that is for students who need additional assistance at their schools. They have lots of follow-up IEP meetings. I mean, I'm in government meetings all the time. I'm sure you are too, um, with follow-ups and and surveys and all these things. So I'm just going to say now, Yasin, as a little tip to our listeners, if you're listening and you're off your seat about Amazon, that's awesome. If mental health is what's, you know, your heart tug about this interview right now. IEPs are so important for our kids and there's so much government funding and assistance that people don't know about or take advantage about. It is a lot of work. I, the, how many interviews do you think you have had for your four kids? Ooh, total, maybe a thousand. Yeah. Gavin's file is like (laughs) eight inches thick since he was 13 months old. So I can't imagine doing that for four kids. I just can't even imagine. Hats off, props, toasting you. You are amazing. Okay, now let's go back to Amazon. (laughs) So yeah, Misha's evaluation from her IEP confirmed that she had autism at the age of 40. 
And it was a tough pill to swallow. I felt guilty because I felt I missed it. It didn't look like my her, her brother. I never thought that it was autism. I just thought that she had a learning disability. And when they said autism and they laid it out, I had an aha moment. But it really and true, the light bulb came on for her, for me to do something for her when they told me that she was nonverbal. So she couldn't say adverbs, adjectives, pretty much couldn't put any sentence structure. The way how her um, autism triggers, she only retains maybe 75% every day. We do not know what happens to the other 25%. It's just not there. Like it, it never existed and it was never taught. In that moment, they said that I would always have to live with her. They don't see a future for her. They don't see her going to college. She'll never be able to drive. And I was disheartened because I, it, you snatched a little bit of hope that I had left out. And I didn't think that was fair. And after, you know, going through my own little pity party and her and her dad and I really having a proper meltdown, I reconnected and I went for a walk and came back and I said, what if I could teach her how to sell on Amazon? Because she's been the primary helper this whole time. She's been the packer. My other son did the emails. She was the one that did the physical stuff. And I figured what if I just teach her how to do this? But I know I have to figure out a way how to teach her because Amazon is a million different steps. So I recorded every single step that I could possibly do on the computer. And I gave it to her in a Word file. And I gifted her her store at the age of 15. And she took off. She took off running and did amazing. I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> she had about $60,000 in her first year. And we also learned six zero six zero sixty thousand dollars in her yes. first year at when she was fifteen. Yes. And then I said, "Oh my gosh, she's getting it!" You know, she just needed the videos, and that's when we learned that she was a video learner. So I can go back to the school and tell them in the school we need to implement videos and the way how she can record the classroom environment every single day. So she can go back at night, watch it, and then be ready for the next day because she knew what happened yesterday. Or she'll get up 4.30 in the morning and watch the whole video, then jump on the bus at 6 o'clock. So she could catch up with the day, whatever it didn't stay the day before, she was ahead of the game and remembered what she needed to go into to learn something new. So it was a blessing in disguise. And not only that, after two years of selling on Amazon, she saved up all her money enough to purchase this beautiful home that I'm sitting in doing this interview. <laughs> all right. Stop again. <laughs> First of all, my jaw was dropped the entire time you we were talking. I've already gone from crying about your childhood to just, I'm like blown away. So I have so many questions. She sounds incredible and she has a lot of drive, which I just adore and appreciate. And that's the kind of person that we love working with us too. So I want to touch upon the fact that she bought the house that they're in at 15 and that she lives here. I'm visiting her today. Oh, oh, you're visiting her. This is her house. Okay. Unbelievable. Your family's amazing. I can't wait to come visit you. And what state are you in right now? Georgia. 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 I'm coming to Hotlanta. Yes. I love it. I am coming. Like, I can't wait to see you and meet your family. And I want 
you guys, I'm going to say this right now, I want your company and your kids to train all of the CAM Project kids because there's all kinds of ideas of what we have to have the product line. And my idea in the beginning and why I started CAM Project is because it was killing me to see the lack of jobs for these kids and what is out there for them and that they, it's almost like a discrimination, really. I want them to work with us in that capacity because that's amazing. Absolutely. I know and we've been going on for so long. Like I just looked at the time and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're like coming to the end here. I feel like we're going to need like a follow-up and then I have to interview all the, your kids, all four. I'm going to want to interview all your kids and I want to hear about what boss class is about and how they can hire you for services. Obviously you can make money. You sure can. We heard that loud and clear. So tell me, how does it work? So it's an online university where you actually have live instructors via Zoom that we meet you every Monday at 8 p.m. There's an 8 p.m. Zoom, as well as there's, we have a handheld class that has two Zooms. Our self-paced class have one Zoom for those who are a little faster, who've sold online or have knowledgeable information. You have support every single day. You either have a chat, WhatsApp chat, or you have an email support depending on the class, but that's the unique and wonderful thing about the class that you're not alone. I did not have any instructors or mentors that taught me Amazon. So I'm giving all my students for an entire year, 16 years of my knowledge in one year, you have access to six different instructors. And the instructors were all one students of mine that hit the six figure mark and now are blessing others with their abilities to teach them and teach them how to sell on Amazon productively. We, in essence, built an entire university for middle, high schoolers, and adults. And our biggest year was because of COVID. A lot of people invested their stimulus check and now are seeing six figures selling on Amazon through our direction. Yes, Dean, now that you're my soul sister here, I know everybody's wondering this. I'm sure there's different packages and things that you have, but what does it cost to do this? And if you're someone like me who runs multiple businesses and a nonprofit who's already teaching and training and helping other people. If I say, I want you guys to run my Amazon, I want you to sell what I decide to sell or whatever. How does that work? Is that something that's available? That is not available at this time. We suggest products to sell coming a private label and Amazon takes time. So we do walk you through the process and that is part of the course towards becoming your own private label. However, we have our own vendor that we use and we tell you what products to purchase. So there's no guessing. It's just a matter of you making a shopping list and going to go find the product and it's all in your local stores. Stores like CVS, Target, Walgreens. I'm sure everyone has a Dollar Tree, Dollar General. We already did the research. We already know what products are selling in these stores. These are repetitive products that sell every single year. And then we also have new products that I do research for that are selling as well. So we tell you exactly what to purchase. So we have people who are taking, who work nine to five jobs and are making more money selling on Amazon than their nine to five jobs. I just had two students give their job to Pixel. I want to try this. I want to try this. Okay. So if you're listening and you're in your car and you're driving somewhere, going for a walk, just yell out loud. I have got to try this. I've got to try this. And my kids have to try it. But wait, there's more. It's an infomercial. Go ahead. First step is they've got to open their stores. 
and get approved by Amazon. So you need to go to openyourstorenow.com and start opening your Amazon store. That is the ultimate first step. Without selling on the platform, without getting approval, you can't sell on the platform. So that's the very first step that you have to do. Do they send you a 1099 at the end of the year? How does that work with taxes? You work our contract. Yes, you get a 1099. Okay. You're a contract worker for Amazon. You're going to go shopping. And if you're like me, you're a coupon clipper. I mean, I hate all these apps now where you have to sit there and like hit the plus sign, all the stuff at the grocery stores and all that. I'm like, just automatically send it to my card. Why do I have to sit there and clip this thing? I don't have time for that. And I also don't have time to run an Amazon business, but I sure can teach my kid to. Yeah. I am in awe by this. This is just totally like every other podcast interview I've done always goes into a different direction than I expected to <laughs> every time. I love that though. I love that. Okay. So we're going to help people make money. I'm going to help employ the kids from my son's school. That's right. Right then and there. I already knew I was going to do it. I was going to have them do fulfillment for Whiskey with Flava and the Cam Project. I want this to be a way for them to learn how to do it. And then we're going to teach these kids to do it. And they're all going to get paid. And I'm going to get, we're all going to get paid. Everybody's going to get paid. And we're going to get out of this COVID. I don't even know what I want to call it. Shall we call it a blessing? Should we call it a blessing? It's not a blessing. People, It is a blessing in disguise that we did not know. Because due to COVID, here's a great thing. Are you ready? Because this is really going to like, have you probably out of breath, knock the breath out of you. Well, before you do that, before you tell us this positive, amazing thing, I just want to make it clear. COVID is not a blessing to those who've lost lives and been very sick. I do not want anyone to think that I meant that in that way and is right now cussing me out in their car. Um, COVID is not a blessing. We have lost a lot of lives and a lot of heartache. And I volunteer at the, the vaccination site here. And I know how awful and scary it is. And I want to throw that out there. However, there has been a silver lining in many ways. And I have been a participant in much of that. So Yasin, tell me what's going to blow my mind. By the end of this year, my daughter will hit the million dollar mark, making her the second millionaire in the family just by selling on it. That's it. <laughs> Give me the website. Give me the website. I need to go on there right now. Openyourstorenow.com to get your store started. And if you want to view the classes, they can go to bossclassllc.com. Okay, we're going to put all that in the show notes. Obviously, I might need to bump your podcast up to be sooner because it's selfish of me my team who works on the podcast editing, it's selfish for us to hold this episode back because I want people to get money in their hands now. Now, I cannot stand seeing what's gone on in people's homes and with finances. So go to openyourstorenow.com, go to bossclassllc.com, sign up for the classes. I'm sure your pricing is online. They are. Okay. And we all have devices we can watch them on. Get it done. Just get it done. So, yes. Okay. Get it done. It's a lifestyle. It's not something that you try at all because you're only allowed to have one Amazon store in your lifetime. That's it. So it's not something that you say, well, I'm going to try it. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. No, it's got to work out because you're only allowed to have one in your lifetime. That's it. So there is a process. 
they do have a very strict startup process. And that's why I strongly advise everyone to go to openyourstorenow.com, follow the eight steps, get your store activated, then you have an Amazon store for life. I just gave you the cliff notes to becoming a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to sit there and roll your eyes and say, this isn't for me, I'm not going to try it? Or are you going to just get online? I say just get online. I'm going to do it. Amazon is a billion dollar company that makes billions of dollars every year. Amazon is the only businesses that actually had a 45% ROI in 2020 during COVID. And it's increasing increasingly. So it's not going anywhere. It's, it's one of those platforms that is simply not going away anytime soon. So Yasin, I will agree. I agree with you, obviously. And I, I do believe that our Amazon Prime family has supported you greatly throughout this time. <laughs> we have a package. <laughs> pretty sure there's a, I'm pretty sure my husband has a package arriving every day, every, every hour. You're welcome. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. I bought you a house. <laughs> okay. This was fun. Yasin and I, we had to postpone this interview, what, twice? Yeah. Because you and then, oh, you lost power. There was like storms and hurricanes. There was so much divine intervention keeping this interview from having. But, oh, boy, am I glad it did today because you, you just made me so happy. And you're so beautiful. And I can't wait to meet your family in a follow-up interview and learn from you and help other other individuals. doesn't matter how old you are. Other individuals make money. And do you have any final last words? Because I'm just, I'm floored. <sighs> I just want to, <laughs> I just want to thank you, your listeners. Thank God for the opportunity. For those who are struggling and not knowing a way out, know that there are options. It's not just, to me, it's not just about making money on Amazon. We are blessing others in so mm-hmm. many ways. I'm a huge mental health advocate, as you can imagine. I'm not just an advocate, but an advocate for change. I've managed to change four laws and in the process of changing more laws as it pertains towards mental health, making sure that areas have the necessities needed for children with disabilities in different areas that are deprived of services that my children were able to receive. So I'm a huge advocate, still in the education system, still using my voice to make sure that our children receive services and become productive adults. I've had the pleasure of teaching other autistic children how to sell on the platform and they are doing phenomenally well as well. So it's not just something that, you know, we are really passionate, all myself and my instructors, we are all have the same humility, the same compassion and the same empathy and the same love for what we do. We love what we do, which is educating others and how to survive during these times with with pride. Well, I appreciate you and I love you. (laughs) I can't wait to see you in Georgia. I am just, I'm doing a, I'm going to do a grand tour one day (laughs) and meet all of my podcast guests in person when we launch our book and you're part of my journey. I love that. And I love everything about you. Let's get your kids on here. We'll do a follow-up for that. So thank you listeners to CamCast. I appreciate every one of you. Hug and love your family members and kids. Try to have more patience with those with mental health issues. I know it's challenging, believe me, but we have to do this together and we have to come up with alternatives 
and helping and having less homeless because this is all tied to homelessness, which is all tied to increased taxes. This is a trickle down effect. Okay. So unemployment, it's all there. So let's help each other rise up and elevate yeah. success. Oh, I have goosebumps. I just got major goosebumps all over my body. Yasin, a pleasure having you on CamCast. I can't sing, so I won't, I won't do that anymore. I'll stop now. Okay, well, we are done here. Have an amazing day. And thanks again for being a guest. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. And thank you, listeners. Everyone be safe. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Alrighty, thank you. Thank you for listening. We would love to consider your kid or teen as a potential guest on CamCast Kids, hosted by the Cam Project co-founder, kidpreneur Ava Hurley and friends. Also accepting applications for parents, educators, specialists, and entrepreneurs on the CamCast. Visit thecamproject.org to apply. Remember to follow our podcasts and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. 